0: come Holy Spirit we trust ourselves to your infinite mercy we give you permission Lord to do whatever it is you desire to do we ask that you would make our minds and hearts and souls the fertile soil of the gospel that your word may bear deep and rich and abundant fruit in our life illuminate for us the gospel Lord convict and console our hearts speak speak for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Do you desire sanctity? Do you want to be a saint? This part of this feast that the church gives us today, the Feast of All Saints, is meant to inspire us to long for sanctity. This is what God created us for. We're created in his image and likeness. And those of us who are baptized, this becomes our very orientation in life. To be in full communion with the Lord, to manifest his holiness in our very beings because our closeness to him. And the church gives us this feast of all saints, recognizing that the saints are those who are in heaven. And we have the, the list of those who have been on the official canon, right? The canonized saints, St. Saint Francis, St. Clair, you name them. But this day is a recognition that there are countless others who are in heaven, who have lived their lives in communion with the Lord, reliance upon his mercy, and have made it to experience the, the fullness of heaven with him forever. They're example. They intercede for us. And hopefully they encourage and inspire us to be saints. So we're thinking of that like, okay, well, yeah, maybe, Father, I want to be a saint. And maybe like, uh, not I, right? Not the S word, like that's a little bit much. I just want to kind of like cruise through, right? Like just cruise through. We were not made to cruise through. Pope Benedict told the youth in one of his speeches, he says, the world offers you comfort. You are not made for comfort. You are made for greatness. You're not made for comfort. You're not made for mediocrity. You're not made for just scooting through. You're made for sanctity. That's what the Lord has called us to. But what is a saint? There are different ways that we can explain it. One of my favorite definitions comes from Cardinal von Balthasar. He says this, and it's a little bit of a technical definition, so hang on and I'll explain it. It says, the saints are the perfect sacramental continuation of the incarnation for their particular time and place. What does that mean? The incarnation is Jesus, right? The son of God who has taken on flesh. So the word made flesh, the fullness of divinity manifested in human flesh. And so the sacramental life of that, like, right, we're the body of Christ. And sacramentally, Christ is present in us, in our flesh. So we are an extension of the incarnation. And the saints are those, like, why do we need a bunch of them? Because not all of us can manifest the fullness of Jesus alone. And so God had created each of us to manifest his love, his life, his mercy, and his kingdom in our place, in our time, in a unique, irrepeatable way. When we look at the saints, we say, okay, there's, again, Francis, Claire, you name them. And then the church says, imitate the saints. She doesn't say imitate them in the sense that be exactly like them. But imitate their faith. Imitate their hope. Imitate their love. Imitate their virtues in a way in which has never been done before. You know, you are, I am, a unique, irrepeatable human being. There's never been another one like you and there will never be another. And God wants to speak his word to the world through your life in a a way that he's never done before. Like That's why he made you. So we think of this, right, like let's put this in context with some example. Our, the, 20, the 20th century, we're in the 21st century right now, right? Most of you are in college, you should like we know these things, right? So in the 20th century, and we had one of the, the most bloodiest, maybe the bloodiest century of all of human history. So many wars, so much killing. People began in a very real way. Like There was this notion that science and technology have gone so far that we can just create a peaceful world on our own efforts. And then this is like World War I, World War II, and bloodbaths all over the place. Maybe not. And we began to lose hope and faith in God, particularly God as a loving father, feeling abandoned. And so what did God do? He's like, okay, I'm going to send St. John Paul II. A man who experienced great suffering in his own life. The death of his mother at a young age. Then the death of his brother and his father. And he was in occupied Poland and experienced having to hide during the war. So much suffering in his life. And then he became Pope. And what did he do as Pope? He said, okay, so you think, God's like, okay, you think, like, I'm not a loving father and, I, and I've abandoned you. Then I'm going to send a Pope who's going to literally chase down every human being on every continent. Continent. Like, I'm just coming to tell you that you are loved and that you are good and to have hope. But that, that was the message of the life of John Paul II, that God is a father who cares. God knows our suffering. He has experienced it, and he is chasing us down. We don't have to go look for him. He's looking for us. Think of our, our world and culture as well today, right? We lift up material things above the human person. We make stuff more important than human beings many times in our life. And we disregard, and you can can name all the different evils and ills of our time, where it's like, oh, not a person, not a person, not a person, and we lift up things above that. So who did God send? Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta. He sent her to what many people considered the armpit of the world. Thousands of people on the street literally dying like animals. They're not people. We leave them to die. And so she goes into that to say, no, you are a person created in the image and likeness of God, worthy of love and honor and respect. And she goes into that place and she lifts up the human person above everything else and reveals to us how we should live and who we are. And people will ridicule her. and say, Mother, like, you just took this man off the street. He is terminal. He is dying. He may die in hours. Maybe he may last days. What difference are you making? Why not leave him on the street and try to do something else? She says, because you see this man, hours ago he was dying on the street, feeling like an animal, like no one cared for him. And now he is dying knowing that he is loved. Knowing that he is a human being worthy of honor and respect and dignity. This is the difference that we are making. This is what God wanted to speak to the life of Teresa of Calcutta. So what does God want to speak through your life? What does God want to speak through your life? Where we need to continue to go is to pursue Jesus, especially in the scriptures to pursue him deeply in the sacraments, the Eucharist and confession, experiencing deeper conversion and communion with Christ, and that in that, that listening in the depths of our heart, then God will begin to reveal to us, this is the song I want you to sing. This is the way I desire you to manifest my life in a way no one else has. What are your natural gifts? What are the supernatural gifts that God has given as we begin to move into this life of grace? And where those gifts are and where the needs of the world are and there's an overlap, that's where you need to hang out. That's where our sanctity is found and lived out and manifested. God doesn't need or want another St. John Paul II. God doesn't need or want another Teresa of Calcutta. He wants St. Jim He wants St. Helen and Jennifer and Andrew and William of LSU, right? That's what he wants. That's what he's looking for. Are we going to respond? Are we going to surrender our lives to him knowing that we're sinners in need of his mercy but pursue him and pursue him and pursue him as he pursues us so that he can manifest, he can speak his word incarnate in our life in a way in which he's never done before? The world needs it. The world needs us to be saints. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Let's go today, right now. Do you long for sanctity? Do you desire sanctity? Yes. Yes, we do. Because we wanna make a difference. And we want to be loved and to love. Today on this Feast of All Saints, we have for us a, a heavenly host of witnesses who have responded each uniquely But each with this pattern, right, these principles of the church, faith, hope, love, continual conversion, the scriptures, the sacraments, and loving our brothers and sisters, loving God with all our mind, heart, soul, and strength in our neighbor as ourself. And if we do that individually and as a community, then we will be the mystical body of Christ. Then we will be the sacramental continuation of the incarnation for our time and our place. The world is longing for us to be saints. Let us wait no longer.